welcome to Eruption, where we talk about music, music news, music stuff, and anything else that comes up. Hi, Celia. What up, though? How you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to be back doing this again. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's been a hot minute. Just a little bit. Fortunately, no one almost died this time. No, no, no. No, no deaths. <laughs> <laughs> Not us, at least. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, we're back at it again. Back at it again, so let's get into it. Let's do this. So we started this about mid-March, right? Right, right. Um, and we've had a lot of talks about EDM music. Yep. More specifically, the hopeful death of. Right, right. And <laughs> yeah, and kind of how, how odd it is for us to to watch EDM. Yeah. I mean, you know, we As came from the early days of it, so right. I'm, I'm obviously a little salty about it, coming out and kind of just taking something special from me. Right, yeah, and I trying to share that. it with everyone that's yeah. like, you know, take my diary and read it and then turn it into a lifetime movie and totally exploit <laughs> all of the characters. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Same. Just like I'm watching all this EDM shit right, go down. Right. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't mean I have to participate in it. But I don't yeah, have to so let anyone the... know that I'm watching this movie right. or no, listening no. to this music. No, it's a guilty but private browsing mode. Perfect. But yeah, when uh when we, I think one of the first times we talked about EDM was back in April, and, you know, the whole conversation was, you know, is this going to be a gateway drug to better electronic music or more interesting electronic music? Obviously, better is pretty subjective. Correct. Correct. Uh, it and at that point, really, I mean, the only way it's up. Right, yeah. You know, like, you can, you can really only get better at that point. This is true. You know, I mean, we've, we've had some pretty bad genres within EDM. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that like that opens some of these kids' eyes or people that, you know, were into electronic music before to say, hey, electronic music is cool, uh, but what else is out there? Yeah. Right? Because they're it's very it's very much the same. Right. Right? The same builds, the same drops. Yeah, exactly. Fist well, I mean, pumping, yeah. It's gotten to the point shows. I mean before we started recording, we spent a good like ten minutes just watching videos on YouTube of DJs trolling crowds with fake drops. That was amazing. Yeah. I need to do like that at my next show. Right. It's just gotten so predictable that you can actually trick people. Right, with... you can go to a show and not know any of the music, but know the music. Exactly. Because yeah. it's exactly the yeah, same. It's all exactly the same. There's been a lot of criticism within, like, kind of, for for the purposes of this conversation, electronic music subgenres. Got it. So, like, you know, like, the original electronic genres. Right. So, Um, you're talking, like, house. Yeah, house. Drum and bass. Techno, drum and bass. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, a lot of DJs and artists and producers within those, you know, kind of more uh, underground Mm -hmm. genres uh, have really criticized major EDM artists for being kind of push-and-play performers. Well, yeah, not only has the music changed and become predictable and pretty much ridiculous, the art form is gone in it, right? right? Like, it used to be something you had to learn. It was like learning to play an instrument. Exactly. Like Yeah, you, you were learning to play an instrument. Right. And now it's learning how to click a couple buttons on a computer. Yeah. Like, you know, we went from vinyl... You know, where you're having to, like, actually beat match. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there was no button to save you. Yeah, no If you were train wrecking or something was happening, you know. 
you know, the, the only thing you had was, you know, later on towards the 2000s was like maybe some effect buttons. Yes, and those are my favorite buttons. <laughs> they are. You do like to hit them when I'm I playing. Do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, from that to CDJs to controllers or, you know, using Serato if you still want to go back to using turntables right. to now a lot of people just using their laptop. And with that, it's like you might as well just make that mix at home and just hit play. And a lot of people do. Right. They realize they could do that and just come with the setup. That's what was going on in a lot of those fails was the equipment's not plugged in. Like, we're not stupid, right? right? Like, there's yeah. no power to it. Yeah. The other thing is that, like, with that, you know, being kind of more of a playlist that I just push play on, mm-hmm. it's made the live experience very predictable. So, like, if you go and see a major EDM artist in Chicago and then the next night they're here in Indy, it's going to be the same show. Well, they're going to have the same set the list. The set list is going to be the same. The lights are going to be the same. Like, right. What they don't realize is, like, you know, the beginnings of... DJing and that whole art form is that you're playing to the crowd and if the crowd's not feeling what you're doing you switch it up yeah that's the whole point <clears throat> exactly you know of, of live music is you know you're feeding off the energy from the crowd you can tell how they react to one song versus another and if they want something more chill or if they want something you know higher energy yeah you play to that we have a, a set list or pre-recorded you don't really have the flexibility right to change that and play into it you're just like this is what I'm playing, bitches accept it. Right. <clears throat> and it also kind of, uh, like, it removes that sort of element of danger or that, that yeah. risk of something happening or going wrong or the uh, possibility of something really unique and cool coming very, out of it. really great happening. Yeah. My, my very first show that I played that was, that was a bigger show, right, that I, like, got booked for and yeah. traveled to... We traveled to Ohio, um, and I was ridiculously nervous, like legit Eminem, like vomiting before the show. Okay? <laughs> All spaghetti. Yep. And I, and I get up there, and you know, there, there's always something weird with that. Like, are the needles going to be okay? And they weren't, right? They're skipping as you're putting. Yeah, you know, you, you yeah. Know. They were moving, moving from one groove to another. You know it, and not the way I want it. Right, to. right. Um, and I get up there, and guess what? I put on the wrong side. My first record, I put on the wrong side. Yeah. So it's a more upbeat and crazy. And like, just having that moment of like, oh, fuck, I have to fix this. And that that song may not go with... Because, of course, I have a set list. Right, I, yeah, I have something, something that I'm going to go off out. of. Right. right. But then I also have my backups. Yep. You know, if I need to go longer, or if I'm not feeling it, or if something happens like that. So now I'm like, shit, I need another record to go to the one that I had after that one. Right. But it's helpful, like, it helps your creativity and, like, it builds you into a better artist. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm sure in, in other genres, I'm sure you've experienced that. Where, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you fucked up a song and uh, you're like, all yeah. right, let's just go with this. I mean, I never make mistakes, but <laughs> I have made some interesting artistic choices in live music environments. <laughs> I like your verbiage with that. <laughs> but, yeah, and that, and that's the thing about these, like... And when we talk about, like, the festival experience, a lot of the, like, touring EDM productions have turned into that, where it's just kind of, like, instead of it being a three-day thing, it's, you know, that one night where they pack all of that festival experience into an arena or whatever. Yeah. And so it's it's the same thing that's going on everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no more, like, you know, back in the day, everyone would follow bands. Yeah. 
right? Like, right. I mean, they still do that with, you know, some of the older bands now. Right. Like, they go around and, like, tour with them. Yeah, and the one well, the reason for that you could do that and still enjoy yourself is that because there's that live element to the music, the, the show is never the same. Mm-hmm. Even if it's going to be the same set list as far as, like, song order or whatever, yeah. that experience is going to be completely different because there's that element of humanity. Yeah. Um, where it's not just a machine playing through a bunch of songs. Right. Um, and we are starting to see that kind of creep into what people may consider EDM. On Noisy, there's actually an article about post-EDM, which is a thing now. Uh, luckily, it says that in the article, so I can know. Right, because as you were confused. I was confused. Yeah, there has to be a periodical right. stating to tell me this is now this a is genre a or this genre is now ending. Right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I would as long much... as I can put that in my bibliography. Right. I'm at the. I'm at the age in my life where I'm not the one who's really. Uh, I'm not the one who's saying, yes, this is a trend. No, this isn't a trend. True. So I need somebody else to give me that information. Verify, yeah, yeah. some validation. Right. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was coming. Right. We could speak our opinions all day long, but we as we, we age... Do. And we do, we do. Yeah. But as we age, people are like, Meh, Right. Get off my lawn. Exactly. No, no, we're the ones telling them <laughs> That's to get true. off the lawn. <laughs> people are like, man, we're like, get off my lawn. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we have... Um, one artist in particular, and this is like a few years ago, and we missed the we missed the article to begin with. Um, but apparently, Paper Magazine, um, what like three, two, two years, some number three of years, years ago. ago. So three like November ago. of twenty thirteen, we're talking about. So yeah, almost exactly three years ago. Yeah, we're talking about this um, post EDM, but they're still electronic acts, right? And still with dance music, sort of that that bubble just bursting. Yeah. And seeing, like, what's to come of it. Like, yeah, people are getting bored with it, right? Yeah, like, it's boring. Right. And, like, shows are cool, but, you know, lights are fun, bass, music, that's cool and all. Right. But you're not really... What are you watching? Like... Yeah. Yeah, what are you watching? And what? that's, like... That's a, that's one of my favorite things about EDM. And, and I do have favorite things about EDM. Okay, please. But is that as it's become more of a spectator sport... Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, when you go to an underground well it's you're not watching the dj right i was just gonna say that when i grew up listening to it and going to parties we didn't watch the no, dj no, the only time watch. i watched the dj is when i started getting interested in wanting to mix myself yeah. and it was me just like you know more observing what right. they're doing but no, no 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 i didn't watch them my back was to the dj because i was dancing and hanging out with yeah. my friends right like but now everyone is just everyone's staring at him and they're like or her. Here's, true don't gender my dj <laughs> everyone's just staring at them but here's the thing there's not a lot of excitement in DJing okay there's not well that's where I think that the actual DJing like the the DJs or producers or whoever's performing this feels that pressure to perform because everyone is looking at them right so then we get these great great DJ dance moves the (laughs) the Jesus poses yes the worship hands in the air Mm mm-hmm the claps. Fist pumping. Fist pumping points. I've seen some, like, oh. excellent points. Yes. Uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, if there's, like, a nice synth in there, you yep. have to play it in the air. Right. Oh, yeah. With your fingertips. Yeah. yeah. Don't bother to actually bring a fucking keyboard controller along. Mm-mm. Play along in the air. Air keyboard. Air, air keyboard. keyboard. 
which is the uh, most embarrassing of air instruments. It is. Uh, just behind air bass. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of movement there. No. 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 I'm a big fan of the... Um, uh, I just totally forgot his name. Yep. O- a- o- Aoki. Aoki? The, uh, Steve Aoki. Yeah, Steve I'm a big Aoki. fan of like, I'm not really entertaining to watch, so I'm going to hit you in the face with a cake. Mine as well. Yeah. Like, and you'll stop looking at me. Right. If you think about it, though, if you're actually... I mean, there's more to it when you're actually DJing, but still, it's not that exciting to watch. Unless you're, like, a turntablist, right? So you're, yeah. like, scratching and, like, right. using the mixer a lot. But, like, me, I just blend the music. So there's not really a whole lot to watch me do. Right. Well, well and the other thing is that... And a, they're not even doing that. Yeah. Is that a, a DJ setup is, is not designed to be... Like, it's not something that's necessarily inherent for a spectator. Like... Yeah. Your your decks are facing you. Yep. You're usually in a booth or um, like with these EDM festivals. And mm-hmm. I think part of that performance piece comes too with the way the EDM festivals are set up. Yeah. Whereas in a, in a club, uh, lights are everywhere. They're not just on the stage. Yeah. Um, there's not necessarily going to be some big video production. And if there is, it's spread around multiple screens. Right. And the DJ isn't playing like... They're not the... The center, right, right, or, or not everyone's facing them. Yeah, they usually put them in a corner. Right. Yeah, it's fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you can't most of the time, especially in underground places, you can't see what they're doing because they're in a corner, mm-hmm. because they're in a booth. Yeah, it's hidden. Right. You don't need to see what they're doing. Nah. You're there for the music. Exactly. Right. It's not like you're watching them. No, it's not like you're going to see a band and you can and see them right. play around on the stage and dance around and stuff like that. Like, right. Shouldn't be a whole lot of movement. You know, and and I think that that's where this whole like post EDM comes in, and it's very hard for me to say that term. Uh, it just it doesn't have a good mouthfeel. Post EDM, no, it it doesn't it doesn't feel good when you say it, but it feels good in my head to say post. Yeah, that's very true. You know, it's like I feel true. like we're we're getting away from this. Yeah, you know. Hopefully, it's as successful as house music was pulling out of disco. Yeah. You know, like, disco's dead. Well, and, and my hope, too, is that with technology as far as music production, yeah. moving forward so quickly in the last 10 years with this whole EDM thing, is that a lot of kids now actually have really good electronic music production skills that they've just learned over time or that they've gained from, like, YouTube videos or right. instructionals or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that those kids get bored with making the same thing every day and with having the same drop, using the same template, the same synth sounds, the same whatever, and start to branch off and do different, more interesting things or more risky things. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they branch off and also use more than just a computer. Yeah. They're like, I don't, you know... I think it is going to get to that point where there's only so many, you know, pre-recorded sounds that you can play with before you're like, I'm going to go make my own live on a real instrument. Right. Because that's going to sound yeah, much, and, much better. Yeah. And like, that's the way it, it and it's, it's all about accessibility with that, I think. Um, it used to be, uh, when, when I was a kid, it was a lot harder for me to get my hands on turntables and a mixer yeah then it was for me to get my hands on a guitar instead of drums oh man i uh traded my guitar for money <laughs> so that i could buy my turntables yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and like um you know 15 years ago 
Pro Tools was a thing. It was something that you Pro could... Tools was so expensive, though. Right. It was so expensive. Like, the only time I got to touch it was, like, well, at school. Yeah. Like, the music production. Yeah, when you went to a studio. Yeah. That was um, it. Otherwise, you do not have that. Right. So, like, you know, we're recording demos on a four-track cassette recorder. Yeah. And then swapping cassettes out so we could have more than four tracks and, you know, mm-hmm. stacking them up and doing things that are, like... I don't know. When I think back, like, now I'm very creative and clever. Yeah. Um, but, like, just coming up with how to do the things detracted from the creative process because you, you, I don't have unlimited tracks. I right. don't have the ability. You spend a lot of time and energy really just figuring out how to lay the track rather than how to make, how to make the music. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where my hope comes through that, like, now that we have this really accessible style of music... A really accessible way to create the music that people are starting to get bored with already that it starts to really expand into something that's exciting all right and i've listened to some of this what they call post edm music and i love it oh it's fucking great and then as i'm starting to listen to it i'm like wow i've we've actually been listening to this for at least a couple of years now. Yeah. So, you know, they haven't necessarily used that term, right. but it's this natural evolution of what's coming out of it. Yeah. And when I think about like the, the artists that we used to profile on the written blog, yeah, a lot of them fell into that category. Like yeah, most of years them. and years, great, good, fine. Okay. Rudimental. Rudimental. Yeah. And rudimental uh, is the one that when paper wrote that original article three yeah. years ago, they were like, they are like the poster child for this. Right. Like, they're amazing. You know, they they integrate a lot of drum and bass, a lot of the newer um, sort of EDM sounds into it. Yet, they do. They have a live band. Yep. And they do a lot of live vocals, um, and they do tour with festivals. Yeah. Oh a yeah. Lot, they do a lot, a lot of, of festivals, them. and they've been very very popular. Those festivals, like like I was saying to you earlier, like Rudimental is not the artist that I would sit down and listen to, right. but I will go and see them. Like I will watch them live. Mm-hmm. I would go and see them if they came close by, like because it has that element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, They're a ton of fun. They're dancing on the stage. They've got like horns and guitars and drums and yeah, you know. And then they invite other people on um, on stage, meaning you know not not necessarily the artist that sang on the track that you listen to, but they'll invite other people to sing onto that as well, which is really cool. Yeah, and then we've also got like. Artists like Disclosure, who, while I don't know necessarily that their sound fits in with the EDM umbrella, because when I think EDM, I think like Big Room House. Right. Their their live performance has really evolved from being a DJ set to a legit live performance. Right. And they, they actually do two different ones. Right, yeah. They, so they'll they go do... and, and, and they'll specify Disclosure, and then they'll say DJ set. Yeah. And then we've watched their little uh, In the Kitchen mixes, yes. right? And they're amazing. They're a ton of fun. Um, I think the thing that got our attention is that their influences are from Chicago house music. Yep. Even though there's super young dudes from uh, the UK, they're like, nah, these guys are the pioneers. This is who I'm going to mirror my sound from. Um, and it's cool because not all of their tracks sound the same. Right. They've got some really cool vocals. They've got some down tempo, like deep house stuff. Um, they've got some even bang that is yep. some, like nice yeah. ghetto house. <laughs> yep. Some booty house. Yeah, some booty house feel to that. And then they've got some like really cool house tracks, like the ones with Sam and yeah. um the others. But 
at the same time, they play instruments, so they have keyboards, guitars, bass up there. Yep. And when we went to see them last year at Navy Pier, it was really cool because they each have their own setup right. that they've built. Nobody plays like that. Right. You know, they're not over each other DJing. They have that up there, um, but then they'll pull out all the instruments as they need them, right. and then they invite the artists to come and sing yeah, and have and their own little show in their own little spotlight, and then they kind of take, you know... Right, and Back I think to the, that that like that show really personifies what I think of when I think post EDM. Right, because there were a lot of elements there that you expect from a stereo uh, stereotypical, also stereo. I yes. like a good spectrum for sure. Um, <laughs> stereotypical EDM show. Like it was, it was, it was a stage. So many people. There were tons Huge. of people. Light shows. Like crazy lasers light show, everywhere. Lasers. Young uh, crowd. Multiple video screens, yeah. like, playing coordinated, neat things. <laughs> neat. Uh-huh. Um, but then, like, these two little British dudes with their fucking bass and guitar. Yeah, just or, going at it. Yeah, or, like, Lion Babe coming out and just ripping through the vocals. On, yeah. You know? So, like, that, to me, is what I would like to see happen with EDM. My, my other th- whole thing is, like, I just don't understand how you can listen to that music for any extended period of time. I agree. Um, and I don't mean, like, in a sitting. I mean, I, well, I do mean in a sitting. But <laughs> All of I'm, the above. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, in, in, you know, an extended period of time as far as, like, as your life moves forward. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like at some point, I mean, everyone's taste evolves in music, right? Like, as, as they, they grow older. Sure. Yeah. Um, but this needs to move a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, you know, we're in... We, we we guesstimate the whole EDM thing starting around 2010. Yeah. Um, I think that's when it definitely started to hit hard, you yeah. know? So we're... we're and this is, this is only three years later before they were like... Mm. Right. And we're looking at almost 10 years of this, like, constant floor, floor on the floor, like, same sounds, same predictable song structure. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point does that bubble burst? I don't know. Hopefully now. <laughs> I mean, according to... Uh, yeah, according to paper and... Paper and... Uh, uh, was it Fader? Thump. Thump, yeah. Thump. Uh, it has, and I'm totally okay with that. I think bottom line with, you know, sort of the want to have this bubble burst with EDM is that it's just come to a point where the market is just saturated... Yeah. With too many DJs. Sopping. That are trying... <laughs> Sopping wet. <laughs> um, saturated with too many DJs that are all trying to one-up each other, right? By so, doing the same thing over and over. By doing the same thing. Throwing cake. Having what? Uh, a okay? trampoline on stage? Yeah. Trampoline. Just having fun. Also, you know, put women in the equation and, you know, they're just taking off their shirts. Yep. They're like, fuck it. How else can I get attention? Right. How can I look better than the next person yeah naked yeah because it's not about because we know that you're going to sound just like the next person exactly so how do you differentiate how do you make the show yeah better right how do you make people want to come to your shows and pay more attention to you boobs boobs you know obviously there were people 
or there have been people who have done things that are like kind of in the vein of what we're talking about. So like a totally outlandish, that, yeah, yeah, like that country album, yeah, um, where you had like I think it was at um, Ultra where you had a bunch of bluegrass players come up and join them on stage for a second set, and everybody was just like, "Nope, what the hell?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but like a lot of other genres, or the majority of other genres that are popular that use largely electronic music, mostly employ live musicians live. Right. Or real music. You know what I mean. People. Live. Yeah, real people to play live music. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like, um, you know, I saw saw Halsey over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, you know, this electronic, very EDM-y kind of sound. Yeah. Um, But she had a band. Neat. Um, you know, you go and see, uh, you know, like Jay-Z or Lupe or whoever, they're going to have a band that plays those tracks as opposed to just a DJ anymore because it's a more exciting, organic experience. Right. Um, I think the last one I saw that just had a DJ was Atmosphere. Yeah. That's kind of what they've been known for. Right. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. That's that's them, right? So like Slug and Ant, like together make them. But yeah, I mean... Depends when we saw Years and Years, which is very post EDM like. Yep. It's a little band. Yeah. You know, playing everything live. So right. did, you know, Great Good Fine Okay and everyone else that we love to. Yeah, or like, um, yeah, like Betty Who is a, you know, very sugary pop music. Mm hmm. drummer. Yeah. She had a cute little bass player with yes. her. Yes. That she liked to like dance around and flirt with and right. like have fun, which made for like a cool, like, I don't know, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. You yeah, know? it's a different experience. Right. And while I'm not saying that uh, it should take anything away from the EDM experience, if that's what you enjoy, it is better. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if you haven't been to a show like that, it's awesome. Right. I mean, you can still you still you can still hear the music. Yeah. You know, you can still be around your friends. You're still gonna get a light show of some sort. Yep. You um, know. But it's a a completely different emotional experience. Right. Um, where it's like... I think you feel more of a connection. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's more of one mind than my yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like, that variety piece, too. Like, there are bands that I've seen multiple times, and every single time is a different show. Yeah, you were just telling me about someone you saw the other day, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, a few days ago, we went and saw Against Me, and I've seen them three or four times you know, total spread out over the last, like, 10 years. Yeah. And every time has been a completely different show based on where it was, who was there, the set list, how they were feeling that particular day, what the weather was like. Right. Like, because it's all so affected by those outside kind of forces Mm because it's a person that's performing that music in the moment. Right. I agree. I've seen a few people multiple times and yeah it's awesome right that's why i still go someone's like oh you've seen him before doesn't matter right exactly live show is yeah never the same twice no no but i've seen skrillex before i will not see skrillex again (laughs) why would you go see skrillex uh i didn't know any better okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna use that as my excuse uh no i um because i'm i'm a, a sad bleeding heart emo okay i heard that the guy from from first to last was doing a DJ set, and I wanted to go. Adorable. Yes. Uh, I was taken aback. By what was happening? To say the least, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Sounds like a... uh, I don't know. I don't like how the evolution of, like, Spring Awakening... Right. And that whole... At Soldier Field has come about. Yeah. 
But yeah, and like, and I'll say that like, um, you know, our buddy Clint, Clint. Um, with Brothers Grimm, like I would, that's a really good example of post-EDM. Yeah, like, totally. You know, but these guys that are creating the, you know, largely electronic music, but performed live, you know, it, it's Clinton and the other dude who sings who are just all over the fucking place. Um, they have a live drummer that plays along with the electronic like backing track, so mm-hmm. it's it's a live experience as opposed to just you know somebody you know better than karaoke. Right. Do you remember? And and this is just coming back to me now. A couple years ago, when I was going to do that set in Chicago, we wanted to make it a little bit different. So yep. what did we do? Yeah, we I played guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let's just come up with some tracks that are very basic and you right. know, not so vocally and. And came up with like guitar riffs that would match them because they're like, fuck it, no one's really doing that. Right. Why not? Yeah. And it was fun as fuck. Right. I don't know why we haven't done that. I know. For we should we should do that. We so plans. Plans. Future plans. <laughs> uh, we're gonna bring about the post CDM revolution. <laughs> Single handedly. Yes. According to this article, so it's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening, but we're gonna move we're gonna, it forward. Yeah. A little usher while. it in. Yeah. Um, can we call it PDM? Yes. <laughs> Post dance music? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I still like dance music. I do like obviously. Dance music, yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't have to like it. I can just say this is the uh the second evolution. Right. Right? The the next the next step. PDM. <laughs> like the other thing that and, and I literally just came up with this thought right now because I am that smart. <laughs> um because EDM is largely geared towards such a young audience they're growing maybe up. that i mean is it though like are they are they growing up or do people just age out of edm and then new kids come in to take their place is it like it's is, a great question is an edm crowd like menudo what menudo who menudo huh menudo what <laughs> if you just keep repeating it, I'll know what you're talking about. Uh, Menudo was the boy band that Ricky Martin was in. Oh boy! Yes, uh, where Menudo had been a boy band for like decades. Yeah. And what they do is, as soon as like the kids hit puberty or they start to get kind of fucked up looking because they're uh-huh. in puberty, they kick them out and replace them with new, younger, cuter kids. Perfect. Perfect. We could do this. <laughs> <laughs> the idea. Of PDM. If you want to join the revolution. Yeah, if you want to join the revolution, the PDM revolution. PDM illusion. PDM illusion. I dig <laughs> it. Um, there's there's already playlists on Spotify. Um, you can either search post EDM or Indietronic. Yeah, Indietronic is a word now. Yep. There's actually some on some Apple Music ones that were just basically like, yeah, Indian electronic. If you put right. those two together, I found yeah. some some really good ones. Um, There's uh, YouTube playlists if you hate compensating artists for <laughs> streaming. You know, if you're that person. If you're that person. If you want to be that guy. <laughs> be that guy. Be that guy. But join our revolution. Yeah, get, get a, become a part of the PDM evolution. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you want more, who wouldn't, right? Check us out on all of the social medias. That's right. You can find us on Twitter at Eruption, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Eruption, or on our homepage, eruptionmusic.com.